0: Point of view in songwriting, something that I think a lot of times we don't really think about, but honestly, it's super important. What point of view you use in a song can be incredibly important to how you communicate the message of the song and can be really important in making sure that the song is communicated, sung, and the lyrics overall work in a way that is natural. We're going to talk about it right now. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. Today, we are talking about the third person point of view in songwriting, which, of course, is a lyrical concept because third person involves words, just like any other point of view. If you want to learn more about lyrics and if you want a really great baseline to writing absolutely killer lyrics, one guide that will help you from the very beginning of a song idea all the way through an awesome, awesome lyric that you can be really proud of, be sure to check out my six-step lyric writing free guide. Link will be in the description. It will take you all the way from that beginning stage of like, ooh, what about a song about this random concept? Or ooh, what about this cool image that I like? It will take you all the way from that to a very heavily edited lyric where every single word is the exact word that you want to use. It's really precise language. And uh, really, it works as great poetry, even without the helping of music. If that's what your goal is, be sure to check out that guide. It will help you out. But today we are talking about lyric writing from the third person point of view. We're going to talk about a few advantages of it. But first, let's talk about what the third person point of view actually is. So third person narrator is basically like you explaining a story to someone else. So, first thing to know is you're not involved in this story, right? So this is often compared to the farthest angle camera in a movie, right? Like it doesn't really make you feel like you're a part of the action. It makes you sort of this objective, godlike figure that's looking over the action, right? Like maybe it's it's a camera angle from like a drone and you're watching two two people. You know, having an interaction and it very much takes you away from this objective standpoint. You can hear both their thoughts, kind of thing, right? That's a good example of third person perspective. So, this is sort of like, say, you watch The Mandalorian the way I do. You're explaining to your friend, hey, so the Mandalorian, he goes with the child to this other planet and does this other thing, right? You are not a character in the story. And in theory, you're giving sort of this objective view of the story. You get to talk about the different characters' perspectives because you are a narrator that's outside of the story. And in that case, you'd also be omniscient. We're going to talk about all those things right here, though. So first thing, there's no I in third person. Okay, so so any third person song you're talking about, he, she, they, those are the kind of words we're using. We're not saying I there is no I in this story because in the in in the world we're building in our story, it's weird to think of world building for a story. But in in the context of our story, we, the songwriter, doesn't exist. We are talking about this story external to ourselves, external to our own experience. So, what's a reason that you should use third person? One reason is that it's easily the most adaptable perspective. So. While other perspectives lock you into certain things, for example, in direct address, it's which we're going to talk about that in a separate episode, but in direct address, it's me talking to you. So you being the listener of the song, you're sort of the person I'm talking to in theory, right? Like in actuality, it's not, it's addressing a specific person probably, but there's just an I that I can speak for. And then there's a, there's a, a you, Right. But that's not very objective, right? It's like when I have a conversation with my wife, I don't know her perspective, right? Because I'm, I'm me. I know my perspective. And what I say out loud, what I say to her is my perspective, which is faulty, right? It's a faulty perspective, which is why direct address and very more intimate point of views tend to be less objective and a lot more feelings based, right? Like, I don't understand why you left me. I'm lying here, broken in the dirt, right? Like I know that's, I just like picked the most boring, typical lyric imaginable out of thin air. Right. But you know what I'm saying, right? It's very feelings based. So, but third person being the most distant perspective. One thing is you get this unlimited adaptability of what you as a narrator get to know, right? So As you may know from stories and other things, there's third-person limited and third-person omniscient, right? So basically, omniscient is that you know all of the characters' perspectives. So you can dive in and talk about what Susie's thinking, and then talk about what Joe's thinking, and then talk about what James is thinking, and then talk about what Marie is thinking, right? Because you are this omniscient narrator, again, almost like a godlike figure, and you get to talk about each of their experiences, right? Because you're not a character in the story. And while I can't speak for what my friend is thinking, no matter how good of friends we are, I can't tell you what my wife is thinking, no matter how how close I am with my wife, right? Like I I don't fully know, I might have a good idea, but again, I have a faulty perspective. In the case of a third person narrator, you sort of get the luxury of being able to talk about different people's perspectives. And in theory, you are a trusted source on this. So you get to present info from a bunch of different perspectives, right? That is a very nice advantage. Of course, you can choose to do third person limited, which usually means that you're limited to only, even though you do have that distant view, you're still limited to only one person usually, um, and, and their innermost thoughts, and you don't have access to other people's innermost thoughts, but you have control over that, right? Unlike in direct address and some of these other ones, all of the other ones, really, where you don't have control over exactly what perspectives, you know, right? You have your perspective. So this allows you to tell a story that involves many more than one person, right? You, you can talk about two people's experiences. An example of this. Don't stop believing by journey. The first verse talks about the story of this city boy and small town girl, right? And you just, Take it for what it is, right? Like, oh, it's a small town girl and a city boy and they meet each other and have a great night or whatever. Cool. But third person is what allows them to do that. Now, the the song transitions into first person later um, because it starts to talk about I and my. And, and in the second verse, which is an interesting thing that they do in order to sort of bring it a little closer, make it a little bit more intimate. Right. It sort of has this everyone's involved in this song at first. And then it sort of concentrates a little bit more on like, here's my experience. But um, <clears throat> the first verse, though, uses that third person perspective in order to tell two people's different stories. Without third person, you can't really do that. Otherwise, you'd be doing something where like you're taking the perspective of the city boy, for example, because Steve Perry's a male vocalist. So that would make a little more sense. So maybe he would take that city boy's perspective and then talk about what like what the girl's experience was. But that would be weird, right? Like, why would the city boy talk about his own experience and then talk about, oh, and by the way, this girl I met, here's her experience. That's kind of unnatural and weird in a song. Third person automatically makes that issue go away, right? It's very natural for you to tell a story about several different people, right? If you have three different verses and you want to tell three different people's experiences, go ahead, right? That's going to be very, very easy with a third-person perspective, so that's an advantage. It's also pretty natural to jump around in time, whereas it can be a little awkward with direct address, for example, to 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 walk through time, and it can be kind of vague, you know, how, how much how much time was skipped, right? Like, why, why are we talking past tense and then present tense and then future tense, right? Like, especially because with a non-omniscient narrator, which if you don't know what omniscient means, all knowing basically, right? So if you don't have an omniscient narrator, how do how do you know what's going to happen in the future, right? Like I talking to you, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, right? I have no idea. I, I can have a guess though, but with an omniscient narrator, with a third-person narrator, you get to jump around in time however you would like. You can be, in theory, this narrator that was, again, godlike figure, right, was there when a character was born and can be there for the character's death and have an overarching view over their whole life and tell you that story, right? <clears throat> and you can even tell that story from any number of perspectives within that, right? Like, where where is the present tense? Where is the past tense? Where is the future tense? Basically, there are almost no rules for for the different perspectives that you can dive into, whether it's different characters, different time periods, right? Like this third-person narrator is ultimately adaptable. It's the most adaptable point of view there is. And the other thing is if you do want to make the song a little bit more intimate and jump into some first person, you can do that, right? So, for example, if you dive into, and he said... Right, And he said, I love you. You're my favorite person. Horrible lyrics, right? Again, just an example off the top of my head. Obviously awful lyrics, not the point, right? But it's easy using quotes to jump into first person, right? Because it's first person, once I start saying, I love so-and-so, right? Like now it's first person, I'm using I. I is the subject. But you can't really jump into third person from first person, right? Me telling a story, I can't then become this omniscient narrator and be like, oh, and by the way, this is what my wife thinks. I don't know what my wife thinks. I, I, again, I, I can guess. I can have educated guesses, obviously, because in this case, she's my wife, so I know her well, but I'm still not an omniscient narrator. So you can't really jump from direct address or first person or second person into third person. That's unnatural. It doesn't make sense. You're sort of breaking the trust. Like, wait, what? how, how would you know? right? How how do you in the first person, how do you in the direct address, you're a character in this world, don't pretend to me like you're totally unbiased and and that, that you're a, a trustable narrator to be able to tell me what everybody's thinking and feeling. You don't know, right? But from third person, you can jump into that first person just by quoting, right? And he said, Blah, 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 blah. And she said, blah, 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 blah. And now you're giving their first person perspective. So another reason that I sort of just mentioned vaguely there, you get to present information from a more factual standpoint. Especially in direct address, which is on the opposite side of the spectrum. Direct address is the most intimate. It's I talking to you direct address, right? In that narration, it's so feeling space, right? Like imagine it's somebody breaking up with you, right? That's direct address, right? Like in real life, it doesn't even need to be a song. In real life, when somebody's talking to you, breaking up with you, that's direct address, right? And if you've experienced a breakup or any tough conversation, you've probably realized a lot of times those people are not exactly infallible perspectives, right? Sometimes they accuse you of things that you definitely didn't do or they had a very odd perspective on something or you know any any other number of things where they misinterpreted something you said or they feel like something that yes they feel that way but that it's not what happened right they so that always happens in life right we are feelings creatures that sometimes are just unreliable right we are not perfect And whatever we perceive is not necessarily true. So being able to sort of have a perspective that's a little more factual, where people just implicitly trust that the story being told is true, can be very helpful for certain songs. And this perspective is obviously not going to work for every song, right? What I want to challenge you to do after this is going to be a four-part series with the four different main perspectives that we have, which by the way is third, second, first person, and then direct address. And no, first person and direct address are not the same thing. Um, so we're going to talk about all four four of those. I, I want to challenge you to not commit to one of them too early, but to think through the advantages of each of them, which we're going to talk about in each episode, before you commit. And then even when you do commit, try converting it, right? Which conversion is not going to be too hard, Right. This third person, just think, the subject is always he, she, they. You are outside of the story, objectively looking over this world, in theory, objectively, anyway, and you're telling the story of other people. You are not in the story, right? Again, it's you telling your friend about the events of the Mandalorian, the world of the Mandalorian. You are not in the Star Wars universe, as much as some of us might love the idea of that. We are not in that universe, right? We are outside of that. And you're telling somebody else, hey, you person, also outside of the universe of this story, let me tell you this story that has nothing to do with you and has nothing to do with me. So there's no you in this story and there's no I in this story. There's just a he, she, and they in this story. So if you have songs right now that are all direct address, which wouldn't surprise me, I have a lot of direct address, I do a lot of direct address, and it's not working or maybe you're using second person even, if first person is not working, think about just copy and paste your lyrics, a second set, and try converting it to third person. See if it works better. That's my challenge to you. That's why I want all of us to start getting sort of in the habit of doing after this series, trying the different point of views to see if it makes the song better, and maybe it doesn't. In which case, stick with the point of view you originally chose. Also, my hope is that this will teach all of us to think, be a little more intentional about the point of view that we choose because it's very common, even with myself, to just sort of do a point of view and not even really think about the point of view that I chose. So hopefully this inspires you to think more about that. If you haven't already, be sure to drop a like if you enjoyed this video. Also subscribe, click that little notification bell. I have videos like this coming out every single day. Monday. And if you're wondering as a podcast listener, wait a second. Is he wrapping up already at 17 minutes, a little over 17 minutes? Yes, I am. And here's the thing. Let me know what you think. I was thinking about this and I thought, hmm, I noticed my podcasts tend to go pretty long. And these are also videos. And I have to be honest, a lot of times I wouldn't watch a 30 to 40 minute video. And some of my favorite podcasts have been ones that are committed to the idea of being like 15 minutes or so because the, their sort of take, their way of thinking of things is look, we know you don't have a lot of time, right? I don't have a lot of time. None of us have a lot of time. I want to be able to teach you something efficiently and then you can go do it. And I've thought about, I mean, I had a podcast not that long back back where I, I, I had a shorter podcast that was basically talking, or I think it was shorter. Uh, where I basically said, look, if you haven't written a song since like the last three podcasts you've listened to from me, turn this off and go write, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't want you to just consume this con- content. You need to actually go do it. And I'm not doing my job if you just listen to me for fun and you never actually write songs, right? The, the point of you being here, hopefully, is for you to actually write songs. Don't just be a consumer of learning and not actually do do the art, right? You have to actually go out and write. So I feel like one of the best ways I can encourage that is to take up less of your time with these podcasts. Now, maybe you think, hey, but some of the like tangents you go on and stuff is helpful. You know, really covering all your bases in the 35, 40 minutes is something that I really enjoy. Let me know. My email, joseph at songwritertheory.com. It's J-O-S-E-P-H at songwritertheory.com. Please, please, please email me. Let me know what you think. Would you prefer me stick more to this format where I, I take, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Do you think, hey, I learned just as much from that and now you took up less of my time so I have more time to actually go songwrite? Or you know, maybe you, know, you only work out for 20 or 30 minutes and when it's a 45-minute podcast, you're like, well, dang it, I don't get to finish the podcast. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I'm here to serve you. I, t- I talk about this all the time. I'm here to serve you. I want me to make sure that I teach you the best way possible so that you can actually learn and implement what you're learning right? I'm here to help you not to hear myself talk. So let me know. If the longer podcasts are more helpful, then maybe I'll stick with longer form. If they're not, then I want to cut them down. I really really want to trim the fat, make sure that I'm giving you only the best content, only the best, really important things to talk about, and then send you on your way to do songwriting. Please let me know. Again, my email is joseph at songwritertheory.com. Again, if you haven't already, Get the free guide, Six Steps to Lyric Writing, free. It's in the description. I promise it will be super, super, super helpful to you. It is the absolute best way you can get from, I don't know what the heck I'm doing with lyric writing, to feeling really, really, really competent and confident in your ability to go from song idea to a song that you can be proud of. Go pick that up if you have not already. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you, for, as always, for watching if you are on YouTube. If you are a listener and you haven't already, please go leave a review on iTunes. That is the best thing you can do to help me so that other people can hear these podcasts, so that other people can learn to songwrite the way you have benefited from these podcasts, hopefully. Uh, the best way to do that is leaving an iTunes review. I appreciate you all, and I'll talk to you next time.